Well, hey, how we doing, everybody? Welcome to New Hope Underground. I'm Pastor Tyler Sturkey, uh, leading, hosting this week. And so super glad you're joining us. Uh, we're actually starting a new series today. Uh, you may have been following for the past, I don't know, two months, something like that. We've been going through a series in First and Second Peter called Hope for the Scattered. We actually just finished that last week. And so actually today we are starting a new series uh, that I'm really excited about called After God's Own Heart. And it's actually a pretty brief series. It's only three weeks long. Uh, but what we're doing in this series is looking at uh, some of the Psalms of David, because in First uh, Samuel, uh, the prophet Samuel actually refers to, or I should say rather God through Samuel, refers to David as a man after my own heart, which is why he was anointed king of Israel. And so the point of the series is kind of looking at what was it that made David a man after God's own heart? He was definitely not a perfect man. Uh, actually, there's several things that were problematic about him, but uh, he also uh, was a man after God's own heart. I mean, according to God himself. And so uh, anyway, this series is just kind of looking at that. And so uh, this week, uh, the, in the first week, uh, as you probably heard on Sunday, I uh, went through Psalm 23. It's probably the like most well-known psalm. Often read at funerals and different things like that, and used for devotional time. Honestly, many times it's one of my, it's one of my favorite psalms, and just went went through it, looking at just David's trust in the shepherding hand of God uh, throughout his life. And so, uh, what I want to do today, like th- this series, is going to look a little bit different than maybe some of the book series we've done, where we always invite a guest in and kind of talk through and make observations and kind of study in the text. That this is going to be more spiritual practice than it is Bible study. And what I mean by that is it's just me. I uh, don't have a guest on. We'll not have a guest. I uh, We're not going to have guests on throughout this series. But what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to actually lead you all, the guided, you know, the listeners, in kind of a, a, a guided scripture reflection. And so what I'm going to do is... Uh, and this is this is a, a form of a practice that is very old, ancient. I mean, back goes back to the early centuries of the church, has been practiced in the church, a form of scripture reflection. And how it's different from Bible study or anything like that is uh, this type of scripture reflection is not about studying the text, you know, trying to like figure out the text, you know, background and context and all that type of th- stuff, which is really good and needed and we need... We need good, solid Bible study in our lives, in our devotional lives, and which is why we do have done the past series the way we have. That's good. But I don't know about you, but sometimes we uh, it's easy to recognize that we have certain cognitive filters that can sometimes prevent us from receiving particular ideas that might be difficult or challenging, and that uh, sometimes our head can get in the way of our heart. I think is probably the better way to say it. And so uh, the point of doing these scripture reflections is this spiritual practice is actually meant to help you descend from your head to your heart. 
I've often heard it said you can miss God by 18 inches. And that's kind of the average distance between your head and your heart. Um, and so rather than trying to figure out this text or to understand it or wrap our minds around it, rather than reading it for information, we want to read the text and approach the text in a way that's about formation, where God, where God descends and touches, touches us in the deepest places of our hearts. And so I hope that makes sense. Uh, so how this is going to work, rather than me just kind of talking through the text, literally all I'm going to do is I'm going to read the text four times. Uh, I love the way this practice often, rather than talking about four steps, it talks about four movements. They use that people who do this practice refer to it as movements because we th- they think of them as moves rather than steps because it's almost like a dance with God. Like when we approach scripture this way, it's almost like when you first learn a new dance, it can be kind of awkward. And this first time you may have never done anything like this and it might be a little awkward for you. And it's easy for like the type A people who might be listening today. You get overly concerned with getting it right. Um, but it's something that becomes more natural the more that you do it. And this is not meant to be any kind of formula that instantly produces results, but rather these practices like these, like reflecting on scripture, meditating on scripture, is actually more about an engagement in relationship with God, cultivating intimacy. Like this is more about us listening to scripture, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, you know, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit through Holy Scripture than it is me and my mind trying to like master the text. It's almost in some ways letting the text master me. Now I know I've kind of belabored, belabored the point explaining it, but uh, I'm, I'm just going to go into it. I'm going to go into the readings of this. And so uh, usually how these this practice starts is we start with a time of preparation and silence, usually just a couple minutes. I mean, for the sake of those who are listening, uh, just a couple minutes to quiet one's heart um, and prepare to receive from the Holy Spirit. You might follow the pattern of 1 Samuel 3.9 where uh, the, the priest Eli teaches Samuel as a boy to when you hear the voice of God to say, uh, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so you can even posture your heart in that way. And then what I will do is I will give kind of a verbal prompt before each reading uh, with like maybe certain questions or or thoughts to consider as you hear the text each time. And so, uh, like I talked about, I will actually just give us uh, just a minute or two of silence. Um, and I'm actually going to let the silence linger. I'm not going to tell you to skip forward or anything like that. I'm actually going to let the silence linger on the podcast. So I actually would recommend, if you're listening to this in your car or while you're out, working out or, or whatever. And I guess that's fine. But honestly, I would encourage you to get in a quiet space when you listen to this, because this is meant to be just between you and God, no other distractions, no road rage or other people at the gym or, or whatever that, you know, maybe go to a quiet room, close the door, sit down and, you know, sit in a, a comfortable position, but an alert position Maybe both feet on the ground, hands in your lap. You can have your hands open almost in a surrendered position if you want. The posture doesn't matter as much, but just to be in a a posture that is surrendered and and open to God to where you're not going to be overly concerned with how your body feels or discomfort or anything like that. So anyway, yeah, so I will uh, turn on some music just to 
give us a little space to be quiet before God, and then I will uh, lead into the first reading. this first reading, you are invited to listen for the words or phrases that strike you in the text. They may come across as louder than the others. And while I read it, pay attention to bodily reactions. Maybe it's tears coming to your eyes, a swell of joy, even feelings of resistance. And in the silence that follows, savor the word or words or phrase from God without trying to figure it out or to make any kind of application. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. in the second reading you're invited to listen for the ways in which your life is touched by the words I'm about to read pay attention to any areas of resistance that the Lord might be pointing out to you in the text the primary question you might ask during the time of silence following this particular reading would be what in my life needs to hear this word today Again, during this time, stay present with the word given to you, but don't get overly caught up in application at this point. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
Now in this third reading of the text, you are invited to listen to God's invitation to you. Is there something to which God might be inviting you in this text, either to do or to be? And if so, what is your response? During the silence that follows the reading, interact with God and respond to these invitations and reflect on how you might live out any invitations he might have presented to you in the text. This is an opportunity to offer your honest and unedited response to his word. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And now in the final reading of the text, uh, we are invited to simply rest in God's presence like a child who has already received what it needs from its mother and can now simply rest in peace and quiet in her arms. So in the silence that follows the reading, simply enjoy God's presence And recognize that he is the one who will enable you to respond faithfully to whatever invitation you might have received from his word. Psalm 25. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. 
He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, to close our time in this text, I want to give you just some final space and silence to resolve to carry his word with you and live it out in your daily life. Commit to continue to listen throughout the day as you are led deeper and deeper into the meaning of the text that God has revealed to you during this time and how you might begin to live it out in your life. So rather than closing with our normal outro song and, and that type of thing for the podcast, uh, I'm going to pray right now, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of space to just sit with the text and resolve to carry it into your life, and we'll close the podcast from there. Well, Father, I thank you for all of those who actually attempted this practice of reflecting on scripture and maybe it's something they've never done before. Maybe it's new to them. Maybe it was awkward. Regardless of what the experience was, you were present with us and those experiences belong. God, I thank you for the intimacy that you offer with us through your spirit, through your word, that we can know you. We can hear you. We can hear your voice. We can be led by your spirit. God, I thank you that your word does cut deeply to our heart and it touches the deepest needs in our soul and in our human condition. And so as we take this last little bit of space, 
to have final reflections. God, I pray that you would speak deeply and minister to those who are listening today. And it's in your son's mighty name that I pray. Amen.